1116 SEN. No man should ever walk alone with Danny Frawley. For the Hader Clinic, gold standard in addiction treatment. And Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin brand. Oh, it's a big hello to you and welcome. Great to have your company on No Man Should Walk Alone. It is all thanks to the Hader Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. And for Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin. And Danny Frawley, a very good morning to you. Good morning to you, Jack. Uh, Rode the Vespa in this morning, uh, nice and safe. <laughs> I was going to deal with that off the top of the show. I didn't know you owned a Vespa. Get a little bit of a chortle from you, but look, Melbourne's a great city as we know and live in. Um, beautiful sunny morning. Yeah, but the traffic's starting to get a little bit uh, over the top for mine, so the Vespa, I can get there a little bit quicker, but for any motorcyclists out there or, or motor uh, car uh, people that drive cars. Yeah, <laughs> drivers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the word I'm looking for, Jack. Um You've got to, when you're on a motorbike or a Vespa such as I am, you've got to assume no one, and I mean no one can see you. Because I do a lot of bike riding, I've got that in my mind. I think where motorcyclists and cyclists get in a little bit of trouble, they're not, they're not a big sort of unit, and they just assume that anyone can see you. So uh, be safe out there. But it's the best thing I've ever used, Jack. And I'm, I know you're not coming around to it, but with the football season just around the corner, yeah, magnificent. Go to Etihad, pull up at Burke Street, just near the stairs, gate one. Take the helmet off. Zoom, zoom. Yep. Walk up the stairs, do the game, walk down the stairs. I'm probably home within 12 minutes having a nice cold refreshment, Jack, while you're sti- still sitting in the car park. <laughs> Sucking lemons, <laughs> thinking, when is this traffic <laughs> going to move? And Sounds I'm home. familiar. So, anyway, but look, you look really fresh this morning. You know why? Last week from Swiss, how good was Jasmine with us, the sleep tips? I know you've taken on board. Have they worked? Uh, yes, they have. They no have. electronics in bed no. an hour before you go to bed? No. I finished the show during the week and did it all week. Finished the show during the week, pull up in the driveway, yeah. put the phone on charge next Excellent. to the bed, but then it just stays there. Don't Excellent. go on Instagram for 20 minutes yeah. or anything. Straight Dark to Darken that room if there's any light uh, sleeping through. Yep. The uh, temperature of the room, try and bring it down if you can. Trying, yeah. Leaving the window open a bit at night. Yeah. So, yeah. A little shower is a little tip for you. A little shower. If one of those hot nights, you've got those really hot and humid nights at the moment, have a shower, dab yourself dry. Don't dry yourself completely. Just leave a, a slight film. You don't want to be wet, but just keep a little bit of water on your body before you get into bed. I haven't heard this one. You'll, and especially if you've got a ceiling fan, uh-huh. that, that fan on, on your cold skin... Mate, you'll be sleeping like a bear. Bud, look at you bringing <laughs> stuff to the table straight away this morning. And that is a great segue, Jack, for who we've got in today. Tamina Muir, who does a fair bit of work, a great job here at SEN. But she she's does. also an, a yoga teacher and yoga expert. Zen master, I think, is like a... No a doubting that. She's her. been taught by the best. And the funny thing about it, and I won't steal her thunder, men, are, we're starting to break the glass ceiling of men getting into the yoga. Because traditionally... In the Eastern world, it's always been the women. And and they have been light years ahead of us stubborn men, Jack, who's, oh, what would we do yoga for? So we're going to get Tamina in to talk about a lot of the myths and why men are starting to do it and why it's just as good for us because it did start in the Western world, Eastern world, sorry, Jack. Well, you're involved in footy clubs. Yeah. I think a lot of our listeners would be surprised to know how many clubs are doing yoga now as All a way of... Well, uh, recuperation, yep. relaxation, mindfulness, but also a bit of flexibility. Too. It's also for the flexibility and and just chilling out. Yeah. So it's double whammy, your mind and your body. And especially guys like us who are sitting at a desk all day, slunched over, you're there working the buttons, 
Um, it's great for your posture. And the thing about yoga, it might take some men, including me, that's got you know traditionally a lot of bench press, a lot of heavy lifting. You become very, very rounded in the shoulders, mm. and you, the curvature of the spine starts. It's great for your golf swing. It loosens it up, but you need to keep at it. And I love it now. It's a part of my week. I'm and I'm not obsessed by it. I think Tamina will talk about that. Some people can go overboard with whatever they do. Oh, golf. I love golf. But if you're playing it six times a week, it becomes a bit of an obsession. It'll do your head in, yeah. Uh, if you bike ride, there's a lot of cyclists out there that just live for the bike, you know, and forget, forget their family. So it's all about balance again. And then, of course, later on on the show, Jack, we've got Emily Braybon. Yeah. Our the, mate. The nutritionist to the stars. Um, Chief's better half and Rob Code, the uh, the fitness guru. Now yeah. they're going to talk about a lot of myths and a lot of fads. How and you you, you talked a couple just off air before, you know, where what what were they? Well, um, it always seems to be every couple of years there's a new fitness fad, yeah. you know, like CrossFit, F forty five, all that sort of stuff. So I want to want to talk to Rob. Are they basically all the same thing, or are they are there different elements that are suitable for all of us? And let's dumb it down a bit. Let's just get out of it from them two guys of what we should do. Because as you said, if you read every article in every newspaper and health magazine, you'll mm. end up going mad. Oh. Because, oh, you can't do this. You can't have sugar anymore. You, you, apparently, you can eat fat. Fat is actually good for you. Not a whole lot of it, but um, saturated fat, by all reports, is quite uh, got a lot of nutritional value. So um, good. I'm really looking forward to today's show, Jack. You're up and about because you've had plenty of sleep. I'm up and about because I've uh, ridden my vest in. <laughs> I'm up and about because I've seen you come in with a bike helmet on. <laughs> it's triple XL too, and I don't mind <laughs> saying course, that. Of course, no, no, it is. no. I have to pay. I have to start paying land tax if I start wearing this helmet around. It's taking up a lot of oxygen, a lot of air. It could fit three infants inside. Yeah, that look, the the television wasn't working last week, and the girls decided to get a film and uh, just play it on me forehead. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> many people out there that um, need a. Sort of a, a big projector, screen, projector yeah. head. Um, call me up. So oh, Sparty's up and running. Sparty's up and running this morning. We'll take a break. It's no man should walk alone. Yoga is one of the themes. Myth busting is the other that we'll cover across today. On eleven sixteen SEN, no man should ever walk alone with Danny Frawley for the Heater Clinic, gold standard in addiction treatment, and Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin brand. Wonderful to be with you. Sunday morning's edition of No Man Should Walk Alone. And it's all thanks to Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin and for the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. Emily Brabon still to come. Spud, Rob Code still to come. But we've dragged in one of our very own on a Sunday morning for this because we needed an expert voice on yoga and we found one. Well, we did. And I didn't have to go any further to our very own uh, marketing guru here at SEN. Tamina Muir. Yes, Tamina Muir. But she's actually... A yoga expert, and I think she's a guru. I'm not sure whether that where that puts you in the whole scheme of things, but good morning, Tamina. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, Jack. So, just to give us a bit of an idea, because I didn't know this little special skill set that you've got. So, marketing sales guru by day, yoga Zen master by night. <laughs> I don't know about Zen master, <laughs> yoga instructor. That's right. How did you, and look, I've um, I told Jack I do it once a week with my wife, the Monday or Tuesday, depending on my workload, but. I just have it as a part of my uh, weekly routine now. I'd love to be able to do it more, if time permitting, but you were telling me uh, off air about the where it all started, uh, yoga, and how women over here uh, took it on, and men have been a little bit slow on the uptake. 
That's right. It, it's interesting. Yoga started in India a long time ago. Some people will say 5,000 years, some will say 10. So somewhere in between then. And it was a practice only done by men. Uh, it was the high class Brahmin priests that practiced yoga. And here in the West, women seem to really embrace it uh, more than men, although that is slowly turning around. It was seemed of, I'm not sure it's showing my age here again, but not for men to do it, it was a bit, oh, you know, what are you doing that for? Yeah. That's for the girls. Yeah. You know, I got three, four, three, well, four girls at home, three daughters, and my wife Anita. And when you're playing football in the 80s and 90s, it was, oh, if you have a bit of a stretch, oh, what are you doing that for? But times have changed, and the benefits, the women have had a head start for a hell of a long time, and, and the glass ceiling is getting smashed, Tamina. No, uh, and all due to your really good work. What about your hubby? Has he um, jumped on board and all his mates? <laughs> a few of his mates come to my class. A couple of his tradie mates come to my class. But I haven't been able to convince my own husband to come along, unfortunately. So, so for all those tradies, um, yeah. we'll talk about the physical uh, side of it first. Why, why is it great for uh, anyone to do yoga, but more importantly, men who are actually doing a lot of lifting and a lot of men sitting at desks, desks like we do, Jack, and obviously sitting in cars a lot. Why, why is yoga... What's the physical uh, physical benefits of it? Okay, so a lot of what we do, and particularly, well, everyone, but men also, a lot of what we do in our everyday life is forward. So when we're lifting things, so tradies are lifting and moving their body forward. Mm -hmm. uh, same when we're sitting at the desk or driving truck drivers. Uh, so what happens, we shorten in our chest and we lengthen through our back and lose our posture. And what happens then? We don't breathe correctly. Um, when we don't breathe correctly, we don't have as much energy. And uh, there's a saying in yoga that we're only as old as our spine. And once we start to lose flexibility and movement in our spine, that really infects our lives. And that's exactly uh, where I'm at. And, and, you know, I would have loved to have been able to do it years ago and worked on a farm, a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of bending over, shearing sheep, picking potatoes. Then you go to a footy club, or it doesn't have to be a footy club, you go to a gym, what do men like doing? Bench press. Mm. So it's a lot of lifting mm. and working the front muscles. Mm -hmm. And as you can see, the old rounded shoulders here and, and the bit of the spine, you know, you'd have to mm. get a knee into it to trying to get mm. it to move. So, But it's good for me. I can see the benefits over, I've been doing it now for 18 months. I've still got a hell of a long way to go. Mm. But I do know... When I looked at my late father, he, he was seriously, his head was nearly looking at the ground mm. um, by the age of 70. And he was a great athlete. So yeah. um, we spend all our time sort of forward, uh, going forward. forward and, right. and obviously a lot of people stand up at their desks now. So there uh, are, sorry, there are some really traditional postures that every yoga class, almost every yoga what class. What do you call my type of posture, by the way? What, what's the word for it? Bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Well, really, it's just that ra the rounded yeah. shoulders collapsing through the thoracic spine. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, every yoga class should incorporate backward bends, mm. okay, to open up through the spine, that backward bend open up through the chest yep. uh, and the middle of the back, and it benefits both men and women. Even the, the roller at home, I find even doing that for just putting the roller down my spine and, and having, because I'm so inflexible, putting a pillow on my head because mm. it's, it's too much, but just to... To feel that opening of your chest and have, have your arms open, I, I find that even for 10 minutes just doing that, you just feel invigorated. It's oh, of amazing. course. Yeah, of course, because it's helping open your chest and helping you breathe correctly again. So, so good, Jack. No, I was just, I was, it just seems to me to like He's it's a skeptic sort of, too, to me. No, I'm not a skeptic. <laughs> yes, you I, are. I'm, I'm thirsty for information, Spud. You just think you're young and you're, That's you know. That's definitely you're, don't, not young, but definitely no, don't but feel it. No, but you just think it, you're in an age where 
it's a bit uncool to do it. But something. Anyway, stopped, now that Spud stopped putting words into my mouth, to me, go on. <laughs> something's obviously stopped you coming or going to yoga for for some reason. Yeah, but well, to an extent, it mm. was maybe where do I start? Mm-hmm. But I kind of get the impression that it's the sort of thing that you can start of from course. nowhere. Oh, of course. From the very bottom. Yeah. It's really important to find the right teacher. So there are every teacher mm. has something to offer. Every yoga teacher has something to offer. I was blessed to find the most wonderful teacher, Helen Kershaw, who's and still teaching. So where did where did Helen, you were to- yep. talking again off air, she was uh, very, very good for you and a great teacher. How, how did she learn it? So she started uh, a class, a girlfriend dragged her to a class, which is often the case, uh, in Hoddle Street, the Gita School of Yoga, that was set up by a woman named Margaret Segesman, who was a Swiss lady. Mm. She was actually the first person to bring yoga to Melbourne. She spent a lot of time in India and actually learnt from an Indian guru. And uh, Helen was lucky enough to train under her, and then I was lucky enough to train under Helen. Yeah. We, we work in a, a stressful lifestyle. It's, it's just, I don't know what it is, but just the society we live in, the traffic's always busy, the workloads get more, you, you hit your sales marks and then all of a sudden I want more. And then, <laughs> so the stress and the tightness around the shoulders and your neck. Um, the yoga obviously is a time just to, for your time to chill out and actually help, help with the stress of life through the, through the mental side of it too, Tamona. Oh, for sure. I find a lot of men will come to yoga firstly for the physical benefits, for their sore back or their tight hammies, and women will come for the relaxation benefits, but I often find that they'll stay for the exact opposite reason. Mm. The men will stay often because they find it helps them sleep better and they're more relaxed, and the women will stay because they can see these physical benefits, Mm. so it's interesting. I've also know um, with with anything that we talk about on this show is is the word balance, and we try try to actually quantify that. Because I do see a lot of yoga people, and they're all the time, and I'm there. Now, it it, it become it can become a session like golf. You know, I like playing golf. Then you hear your mates, I'm playing six times a week, mm. and all of a sudden that becomes that balances way out of whack. Can yoga get a little bit like that as well, or not? I suppose there's a percentage of the popula- population that that can happen to with anything. And I think the world would probably be a better place if everybody practiced <laughs> yoga every day. <laughs> yep. But for most of us, it's not really, mm. um, we really don't have the time. Yep. So Helen, again, my teacher, always said a weekly class, if you can start with a weekly class, that you will see physical benefits. Mm. Uh, hopefully you'll see mental, emotional benefits as well. You mentioned mentioned uh, teachers. Mm-hmm. How important is getting the right teacher Well, in terms of enjoying it, getting hooked on it, just getting the most out of it? It's absolutely crucial. Yeah, it's absolutely crucial. And and if you go to a yoga class and you don't love it, then try another one. Try and, there are, there are, uh, there's a yoga school on every corner now, really. Now, I'm a person listening at the moment. I'm a middle-aged man. I want to get into yoga. And there's all these different, there's yen, there's mm-hmm. yin. What? Iyengar, Bikram, classical. So, okay. And I don't know the teacher and I want to book myself into one. Is there something on the menu there that can say, okay, first timers or a relaxation one for a start? What what do you suggest? Yep. I would suggest, I think the best place to start is the Yoga Australia website. Um, So YA website. They have a listing of of every yoga teacher that is registered with them. And to Mm. become registered, you have to do a certain number of hours. You have to keep your professional um, study up. You have to be insured. You have to do first aid. So they're really well qualified. 
then you can go on by postcode or you can go on by style of yoga if you know what you're looking for. And there'll always be beginners classes um, in, in, your, you go, in your area. Yeah, there you go, Jack. I'm, Jack? Listen, I'm listening intently to everything. <laughs> I listen to everything Tamina says yeah. anyway, but I'm listening <laughs> even more intently yeah. this morning. We're going to take a break. Just when we come back, we just want to steal you for a few more minutes. We need to actually understand what yoga is, the background of it, where yeah. it started and why it's so beneficial. We've spoken about how you can get involved. We need to talk about the benefits. That's coming up next on No Man Should Walk Alone. On 1116 SEN, No Man Should Ever Walk Alone with Danny Frawley. For the Hader Clinic, gold standard in addiction treatments. And Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin brand. It's Sunday's edition of No Man Should Walk Alone. As always, supported by our great mates at Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin. The magnesium spud just takes it part of his daily routine and it's working beautifully at the moment. Helps recovery and a little bit of sleep. It's actually good just to uh, get that uh, mind just shutting down, Jack. It helps me anyway. That's what it's there for. And, of course, for the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. Tamina Muir, one of our mates here at 1116 SEN, but also... An expert yoga master and teacher and <laughs> yep. guru. Just teacher. No, no, no. We're no. pumping your tires up. Just what's let that, it happen. What's that movie? Guru. I don't know. A karate kid. Is that no, a, no, is no. It? Something about a guru. <laughs> yeah. It was a yoga teacher. What was his Anyway. Anyway. We'll move on. We'll move on. We spoke about this before the break. We've had a few messages come through as well. 0433981116 if you want to get involved. But the actual, the origins of yoga, where it started, and I guess in many ways why it started. Step us through the background of it a little bit. Okay, so the where was India. Uh, Some texts will say 5,000 years ago, some will say 10,000 years ago, so somewhere along there. Um, It's it's first mentioned in some sort of ancient scriptures, the Vedas and the Bhagavad Gita, and really yoga was spoken of as a journey to the self. The, The yoga that we know in the West as far as the physical postures wasn't really mentioned until mm. a long, long time after that. So it was, it was very much a meditation practice, um, solely and wholly. Mm. Okay. Interesting. What about the, um, and I'm thinking about one of my daughters has a, you know, uh, gets a bit anxious and she also finds that if she goes to yoga, that anxiety sort of dissipates for a while and then she just has a part of her routine now. And um, I, I've been there a little bit uh, myself in a form of, uh, health sort of disorder the anxiety as to my breathing was just really scattered and it was was shallow and i found that the yoga they they, they talk about the three parts of your lungs I, you know you you go through it but how does it help you one breathe and a lot of people say when i do yoga i sleep better etc i hear that a lot from students that they always sleep better after a yoga class it's interesting, we still think of yoga in the West as just a physical practice, mm. but yoga says that within all of us, there is a very peaceful, very calm, divine self, and a good yoga class will help every student connect with that um, through, the, through mm. the postures, through the movement, also through breathing, relaxation techniques, and meditation. That's the thing that I found hardest, Jack, was the actual breathing um, when you're stretching the muscles as well. You know, I'm not whether I've got it right, whether you inhale when you extend your, your muscle or vice versa. But that was the thing that I found hard and and just not holding your breath, but breathing on the stretch. It, it was amazing. It, it, it really helps to get that extra length of the your posture or the, the extra stretch on your hamstring, etc. It does. And what that does is keep your mind busy as well mm. because you're concentrating on the practice or the posture and then you're concentrating on your breathing and that can shut down the 
the chattery mind, the monkey mind, and help you just find that inner calm, inner self. And I've also found that, and this is what helps for me, the yoga actually, you, you start to prioritise after your yoga session because you'll go in there, you're a bit scatterbrained, you think, oh, I'm looking forward to this, I just want to chill out. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, something resonates with you when you walk out, and you're like, right, they're the two things I really want to get done today. Because at times you think, I've got a thousand things to do today, mm. and you'll do maybe 782 and 442. But you think, okay, what, what do I need to do to achieve a really good day? And I think that's the thing I found with my, you hit the nail on the head. I've got a monkey mind. Mm. I'm a bit of obsessive compulsive. Mm-hmm. We all have. Mm-hmm. High achiever, sort mm-hmm. of. I've, I've got to compete. Um, and you just chill out and say, okay, where, where's my life at? Where am I right now? I've just done yoga. I've got to do A and B. And if I get to C, it's a bonus because I think that's where we all fall down. We want to achieve A, B, C, D and E every day and then we just, oh, now I'll do seven letters tomorrow. Mm. I think what you're describing, Danny, is um, you, it gives you some clarity. Yeah, it does. Mm. It certainly does. Mm. So what's a, what's a good number to mean? Once a week, once a fortnight, once a month? For, for someone who, we're all time poor these yeah. days, so without obviously completely changing your life yep. around, what's... If you can commit to a weekly practice, you will see benefits within a couple of months. I always say to students, hard, you know, after one class, um, not to expect overnight results. And um, I often mm. have to tell new male students, it's not a competitive sport. <laughs> <laughs> they have the rest of their lives. Sound familiar, Mr. Frawley? <laughs> no, it does. No, it does. And there's one thing I can't win, Jack, and that's the flexibility race no. in the yoga class. It's not for you, Spud. I'm right at the bottom of the food chain there. Yeah. My, my spine's like a piece of angle line, but... What about some of your tradies? Have they um, had some, not well, instant results or felt, gee, I, f- I feel good today. I can actually get down and, and bend my knees and, and, and bend over sure. and pick up some tools? Yeah, I've, I had one tradie come in uh, after a class one week and came back the next week and he said he'd had his first pain-free morning the, the morning after yoga. So that was, that was wonderful, mm. wonderful to hear. That's the sort of stuff yeah. that we want to get out of our That's Sunday right. morning show, Spud. We just want to give our listeners something to take away and something they might be able to implement in their own lives. And the other thing that I find is, as you said, they, the yoga teachers um, are very, very good. They, they do the body. And at the end, you, you'll have to do it here, Tamina, to end your magnificent segment. Is it you, you sort of... Namaste. You, yeah. And what does that mean? I, okay. There's, there's a number of translations and oh, I hope I get this right because I, I didn't prepare for this. But you're in the prayer it. position, aren't you? Yes. Hands in the prayer position yeah. and you bow forward. Bow forward. Um, well, it's you're thanking of, people. It's a thank you. But I have the, heard it's um, the light in me acknowledges the light you in go. you, there you which go, I Jack. think is lovely. That's, that is very. Lovely. I hope that's correct. That's a very good way to end <laughs> that our is, great segment. That's there, a. I feel Jack. like we all need to just have a hug and just <laughs> yeah, embrace. I think we should. Yeah. And, yeah. No, we'll have a group a group hug after this. I think we will too. Yeah. Tamina, thank you for coming My in. Pleasure. Really appreciate Thanks you uh, coming me. in on a Sunday morning. Well done, and having a chat to us. Um, I think we got a lot out of that, Spud. No, we Fair certainly call. did. You're with No Man Should Walk Alone. It's all thanks to the Hater Clinic and for Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin. Rob Code to still come this morning before we finish up. But Spud, this is the part of the show each week that just gets us up a bit, just gets Certainly us... Does. We're, we're beyond halfway now. Yep. We just need a little bit of a pump up. We need a bit of a rev up. Emily Brabon, she does exactly that for us, the nutritionist to the stars, and she joins us once again. Good morning, Em. Good morning, boys. How are you? Hey, now we're very lucky to get you this morning because our understanding is that in the next couple of hours, you're yeah. on a plane to America. I am, yeah. My husband and I, um, you know, Chief. Yeah, we, we know are, the Chief. We remember Chief. Yeah. Lot, yeah. Who doesn't know that, man? <laughs> um, 
we like to travel to Rome. So we're going to do a race in uh, Arizona where I actually just heard, and I'm shocked, that it's minus two. Well, just with your, your running, uh, Emily, what are you running? Five, 10K? Like, is it a, a fun run? How far are we going? This is just a fun run for us. It's just a 25K because um, I broke my shoulder. <laughs> just, 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 a, just a fun run. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Considering our usual is anything from 50 miles to 100Ks, this is just a little trot before breakfast. Dude, it's, a, yeah, it's a long way to go, though, for a, for a 25K run. So mm. it's, it's, a, it's my excuse to go shopping in America. So you leave that alone. Ah, oh, well done. Well done. Now, off the, top, <laughs> off the top of the show, we're just talking about some of the myths in the health and well-being stakes, and obviously, so many diet. You know, if we we talked about if you read all the books and you know um, all these over the years, if you get them over a ten-year period, there's some things that you can eat now you can't, and you you know caffeine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And one of the one of the myths is fats. Like I, I was led to believe they, you know, if you uh, monosaturated, whatever it is, if you had a lot of it or you have some of it, just goes straight on the gut. But that's not the case, is it? No. No, as always, you know, I always find that myths are a little bit like Chinese whispers. You read something on the internet or your mum tells you something or your mum said something or, you know, all that kind of thing and then it all adds up to all fats are bad. And in the, the truth of it is that there are good fats and bad fats. And there's even, if you want to get nitty-gritty about it, there's fats in between. Okay, well, so tell us... Uh, a couple of good and a couple of bad. Okay. Well, let's start with the bad because I like to end on a good note. Yeah, very good. Good attitude. <laughs> okay. So your bad fats are your trans fats. So to be quite gross about it, it's basically a trans fat is a byproduct process called hydrogenation. Okay. So that basically turns those oils into solids to prevent them from becoming rancid. So imagine that in your body. So that's things like um, margarine, fast food, fried food, kind of stuff and trans fats they're the bad ones that create inflammation within your body it's all linked to heart disease type 2 diabetes and you know other chronic conditions like insulin resistance and that kind of stuff so it is trans fats are really bad for you and the good fats we want to finish let's get on the good ones yes ones where you have monounsaturated okay so if you wanted to go out for dinner and then bring the breakfast basket to the table with some olive oil and balsamic vinegar Oh, don't that's tell me that's stuff. no good because I love that. No, 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 that's the good stuff. Oh, my God, take that away from me. I'll be a cranky woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the good stuff. So anything you can tell, a shortcut to, to knowing what a monounsaturated is, is if it stays at liquid at room temperature, it's pretty much a good one. So things like um, you've got your monounsaturated, but like your oils, your avocado oils, um, coconut oils, that kind of stuff. And then you've got your polyunsaturated, which are essential fats like sunflowers and saf oils and um, things like nut, nut oils and stuff, yeah. fatty fishes. Okay. So there'll be a lot of our listeners this morning, Emily, who are probably going to go shopping in the next few hours. It's a Sunday. They're going to get themselves set up for the week. What are a few things that they should be looking for in the supermarket today that are the good stuff? Okay. So the good stuff... I'd get yourself a really nice olive oil, um, one that's good for cooking, but one that's also good for having, you know, with foods or over salads, that kind of thing. Um, salmon is fantastic. You can yes. chuck that on a barbecue. You can put it in the oven. Yep. It takes up so much flavor, and that is really, really good for you. Avocado on toast for breakfast. If you go with the protein bread toast that I like, it's incredible. You smash that up with a bit of feta cheese, mm. heaven. So things like that, nuts, sardines, flaxseed, mackerel, Fishes and, and that kind of stuff, they're really good for you. They're the good fats. 
They're the ones you want to have. What about the um, if you're going to have a barbecue? We, we men, you know, traditionally you like a, a little bit of steak. So a lean lean fillet was that is that more the go? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I think I would be a mean person to tell any man they can't have a red steak. <laughs> but I mean, I love my. <laughs> Um, but if you do, if you are watching the weight or you do want to drop a bit, then go for pork or, you know, a leaner cut of meat. You just want to make sure that you're not going the, the Kobe or the Wagyu. Emily, again, we just yeah. have to uh, let you go because we have to let you get to the airport. Yeah. So we appreciate yeah, you excited. jumping on the line for us. Um, just again, just as a bit of background, ultra running is, is basically how you've described it to us in the past. Yeah. Just the, the distance you're covering and tell us how hard it's going to be. Basically, it, ultra is anything further than a marathon. And it is where my strength lies because I suck at short distance. But if I can get over 30Ks, that's when I can overtake people. And my last race, i tell you this in secret, my last race, I was only two minutes behind Chief. Oh so my, my goal is to beat him. Oh, maybe. Let's hope we can beat him uh, this week. Is there a chance or is it not long enough? To, if it means I have to trip him up, I'm going to do it. Yeah, do it. So you'll, you'll be... Uh, <laughs> He'd do it to you. So yeah. you'll actually build exactly. up on the... The carbs uh, building up or protein? What's the go leading into the race? I do a clean program for leading up. The days of what they call carb loading are, are long gone Dawn. because a lot of people used to, you know, hey, I'm carb loading, I'm going to eat all the donuts. You can only actually store a certain amount of glycogen in your body and you're going to use that up at some stage. So what we do is we use a no carb um, build up, then adding in carbs, salts and that kind of thing so that your body is going to burn fat as well as it does the carbs. So you never, well, I won't hit the wall under 25 anyway, but if I was yep. doing an ultra, I'd never hit the wall. You make it sound so easy. Spud and I are a chance to not even yep. drive 30 kilometres today, <laughs> to be honest. Well, Spud's, I'll take you for a run one day, boys. Oh, no, no, no. Spud's got his Vespa, so he, he thinks he's pretty cool this morning. Hey, um, good luck. Uh, we'll talk to you hopefully next week if you're back in time, but if not, we'll catch up with you soon and uh, all the best in the States. Thanks so much, boys. We're going to take a break here on No Man Should Walk Alone. We'll come back after this. We're going to wrap things up and have a chat to Rob Code. On 1116 SEN, No Man Should Ever Walk Alone with Danny Frawley. For the Hader Clinic, gold standard in addiction treatment. And Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin brand. It's Sunday morning's edition of No Man Should Walk Alone and it's all thanks to Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin and, of course, for the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. Danny Frawley's not too far away from taking off and just riding his Vesper off yeah. into the sunset for the day. You're jealous. <laughs> yeah, you are. Not in the slightest. Not <laughs> one little bit. Um, something that you and I want to talk about before we finish up too, just with regards to busy lives yeah. and how we fit things in. We'll get to that before yep. we finish, but... Always nice to catch up with Rob Code. Travelfit360.com.au is where you can go. If you're thinking about just going on a holiday, but a fitness holiday Mm. at the same time, and just getting to enjoy it, do it all in the sun, do it all in tranquil conditions, then that's the website to go. And Rob's been good enough to jump on the line for us again this morning. Hello, Rob. Yeah, g'day, guys. How are you going? Going well, Rob. We've talked um, from Emily a little bit about some of the fads in the nutrition stakes. And we're talking about um, myths and, and probably fads a little bit like back in the day, I remember my wife going to aerobics every second night. That seems to have sort of gone by the wayside. And Jack was talking about Zumba. And then there was, Zumba, yeah. yeah, I don't know, um, the step up one, boxer size. And look, they're all still good uh, fitness scenarios, but yeah. they, they die by the wayside a little bit, don't they? They do. Yeah, a lot of them do come and go. Uh, straight off the bat, I'd like to say that there's no bad class. There's yeah, no bad very good. Exercise because it's. 
something like, for example, Zumba. I've never done it. Um, I'm not interested in it. It's, it's for me personally. It's not for me. But for the people that it is, who like that sort of style of, of exercise, I love it because it's getting bums off seats and it's getting people active, getting them moving. So it doesn't matter what you do. If it's interesting to you and it's getting a positive outcome at the end of the day, then go do it. And one of the one of the ones, Rob, that's um, hit the the road running. It's probably been around for a long time, but especially around Melbourne, a CrossFit. Uh, a lot of my mates were heavily into the bike riding, but they've uh, they've fallen in love with CrossFit. Why? Why is that so good for you? And it, they say it's pretty. You know, it's pretty tough. Yeah, it is tough, and it is popular, and it's got uh, extremely popular here in Australia in the last. Oh, definitely in the last five to ten years, and it's growing. And, and, and there's CrossFit gyms everywhere these days. It is a, a functional exercise. It is high intensity, and um, it's it's definitely suitable for the guys in the military and, and high level athletes. That's where it's been, mainly been used for. But yeah, every every um, yeah every person out there, the general public, are all getting into it and. And working hard, and, and I think it's also the group environment that people love as well. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's almost uh, we we'll call it a cult, but you'd call it uh, like a tribe, and it's sort of like what we do, what we specialise in, in the, in the outdoor fitness is is people get together, they're like-minded, they work hard, um, they go through a bit of a bit of heartache because it is, it's tough, it's hard work, and when you do that with people, you build relationships, and it becomes a bit of a social thing too, and you know, it's good for people. Rob, you mentioned that you specialise in outdoor fitness and getting groups together and all that sort of stuff. Are there, someone would maybe have just heard what you're talking about there with CrossFit and, and it might be almost a bit intimidating in a way to start from zero and, and get straight involved in this. Do you, do you find a bit of that and do you find that, that there's, it pays to, I guess, tailor for different people's capabilities? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the key. No matter what program is out there, it's got to be, for the general public that is, a program for the general public, mm not only athletes and military personnel, but for the general person, it's got to be suitable for all fitness levels. As long as they've gone through uh, like a pre-exercise questionnaire, a medical form, and if there is issues, well, certain issues that they've got a clearance from a doctor before commencing any sort of exercise program. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely in our program, people can be intimidated because it's a military-inspired fitness program. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as they come out and they start rubbing shoulders with other other people doing our, our courses, they soon realise it's, you know, it's not intimidating. There's no yelling. There's no whistles. There's no screaming. There's no belittling of, uh, belittling of people. You're, um, you know, you're in a group environment. And it's catered for all levels. We modify you know, the weights, the reps, the distances for each individual person after day one once we've done our benchmark. So it gives an idea of, of what, where people are and, and what fitness level they're at. So we can put them into smaller groups with other people with similar fitness level to themselves. And then that's how we can modify the course through all levels. And then it's periodized. So over four, our program's a four-week one. And then over that four weeks, the intensity will go slightly higher. Um, so as people, some people actually think they're not getting any stronger, fitter, faster, but they are. It's just that the program's getting a little bit tougher. So after that four-week period, you'll come back to week one, and then you'll do what we call the benchmark and we'll see what sort of results they got. And it's all time-based, so you soon see what level they're at. And, um, yeah, more times than not, people are high-fiving and they're very happy with their results after four weeks. So we, talk, we talk about myths, and this has been yeah. one of the themes uh, of the show today is debunking some of those myths. Mm. What's one of the biggest ones, Rob, that you 
tend to find when you have clients that come to you? What's one that you sort of sometimes roll your eyes a little bit at and think, oh, here we go, this again? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this, what they do is, is tons. We, we, we could be here all morning <laughs> yeah. and, and discuss this one. But uh, I did highlight a few, and one of them would be sit-ups, crunches, all that sort of stuff. We've got to get you a six-pack. Yes or no? What do you guys think? Well, I, I used to say definitely yes, but after doing 500 medicine ball most nights after training <laughs> and having double hernia operations <laughs> and adductor releases, I reckon I had a six-pack, but wasn't good for the uh, long-term uh, structure of my body, Robbie boy. Yeah, that, that would have been from all your conditioning training prior to it and your strength training. Yeah. So just doing sit-ups or crunches each day and every day, it's not going to get you a six-pack. It's, um, you know, if, if you went out and you, and you did, the, you know, the correct type of strength training combined with high-intensity training, and probably the biggest one, which is definitely M's area, so, um, yeah, if you speak to M, is what you're eating, you know, the kitchen, what, what are you preparing yeah. in the kitchen? Because whatever goes down down your mouth is, is probably the probably the biggest one out of out of the lot. But um, yeah, a combination of those three, and um, you know, and genetics as well. Obviously, yeah. you know, you, you, your body's it's all there. We've all got it. What about the, the yeah, Rob? What about the planks and the prone holds? Do they help the six pack? You're not actually um, doing the the sit ups as such, and you know, obviously, as I said, they're all three. Does that help, or is that just going to strengthen your core? Look, it'll go back to those. It's going to definitely strengthen your core, and they're very good exercises. They've all got their place, including yeah. the crunches. It's probably not a lot of the physios and physiologists. It's probably something they don't prescribe to their clients a lot. But, yeah, definitely the plank, the prone holds, uh, they're brilliant exercises for your core strength. And if you've got core strength, it's going to help stabilise your body, keep your back strong so we can, you know, you know, go around everyday life and, and pick things up and, and do the things we want to do and, you know. So it's a good functional exercise. So, um, but as far as yeah, the um, where we're going with this, the the myths, oh, no, the myths. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Getting get, getting a six pack with that, it all goes back to the, the, the three things we said before. That's definitely the eating, which M, I'm sure Em will talk about. Yep. High intensity training and the correct strength training. Rob, always great to catch up. Travelfit360.com.au is where you can head for more information. We'd love to do it again soon. Thanks for your time. No worries, guys. Take care. Good on you, Robbie. Rob Coe joining us this morning here on No Man Should Walk Alone. Um, not long before we finish up, Spud. No, I'd like to stay all day with you, Jack. That's just... Is that really true? No, I can tell a little white line. No, but again. do you know why? Because as soon as Em started talking about the smashed avocado with the feta, I went, oh, oh I haven't had breakfast yet. I was drilling. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, you, you were did... nearly eating the microphone. Oh, no. That, that helmet, that, I'm going to warm the best up. But no, looking forward to our little uh, chat after a break, just talking about... Well, no more breaks, mate. We're going through to the end now. This is it now. Well, we talked about it off air about yep. the footy season. Yeah. And traditionally, and I've been lucky enough to work in the media now. This is my 16th year. And, yep, the start of the year, I'm, this is, I'm looking a bit svelte. You sort of get fit. Then half time, there's a couple of party pies, a couple of sausage rolls. Oh, a couple won't hurt me. Then, you, you know, the winter comes in, you start eating more. I've found... To prepare and actually make your own food when I go to the footy is far beneficial for me for a whole range of things. And I feel better and work better for it because yeah, agree. Um, I'm not saying now and again you'll have one of those, but just to continually eat all the fast foods at the footy, uh, it just ends up going on your uh, waistline. And, that, and that, that applies for all of our listeners. Like, yep. you know, we, we all work different jobs. That's our job. We, yep. go, we go to the footy and we, we compensate the footy and... And we travel a bit yep, as well. We travel, travel travel throws you off and kills you a bit. But 
Just that we we both agreed this morning, didn't we? That the twenty minutes you spend just to get some food organised yeah. for the next few days, it, it just it goes a long way. The thing that I find with travelling, when I look at the itinerary, and if you can get there a little bit earlier, I love going to the gym at the hotels. Yeah, or just going for a walk. Like you know, we're lucky enough to travel around Australia. You got you go to Perth, make time to the walk or jog around the Swan River. You know, it's about a ten k walk. And there's nothing better. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. We've got that all coming up starting, well, pretty much yeah. now, basically. It all gets real busy for us. But... Um, you did well commentating the uh, the Philippines and the Australian <laughs> basketball team, too, On by Thursday, the way. yeah. How did you <laughs> practice those names? Like, and you, you were sharp as a sack. It took a bit of work. Let's just well say done. that. Yeah, it took a bit of work. We talked about Tamina wearing a lot of hats, you know, being a... Sales and uh, marketing guru here at Sen Eleven Sixteen, but also a Jaeger expert. You're actually becoming a look at Jared Whiteley. I say, <laughs> mate, you were very, no. very sharp. I'm happy just to bring up the tail, Spud, and that means no, you're going well, mate. And that means you're I'm at gonna, the front of the bus. I'm going to come back next week, and we're going to do this again. Sunday brunch is up soon. Uh, enjoy your day, Spud. I will. I'm going to get on the Vespa and cruise home, mate. Do that. Speaking of the Vespa, the driver's seat up next on Eleven Sixteen SEN.